Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk Podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello! Thank you for joining me. If you're a new listener, hi, my name is Brandy Bolton. Thanks for listening. Welcome to this little soul tribe. It has been a hot minute since I put out an episode. That was not planned. Not at all. I love creating this podcast. It's really important to me. And part of the promise to myself was that I'm going to be authentic, if nothing else. I want to put out content that I would want to hear, and authenticity is key. Us energy sensitives can tell when things are really contrived, right? I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Fakeness is the worst. And so the content on this podcast is from my heart, and I'm not ever doing it just to do it. Sure, branding or media experts would say, don't do it unless you do it every week. People want consistency. And I get that. I do intend to be consistent. I just had to take a bit of a break. What happened was I lost touch with my my oomph, my inspiration. Funnily enough, I had planned to do an episode about the people in your life calling in your tribe, and that's what I'm doing. Um, But I had planned to do it, you know, the week after my last episode. What it took for me to get reconnected with my kind of creative drive again was just that, my people. It's almost as if spirit had me experienced firsthand what magic the people in my life had to offer before I recorded this episode so I could truly speak from the heart about this topic. During this pause from the podcast, I had a weekend away at my mom's in the Okanagan, a lovely area of British Columbia in the province where I live. It's a magical place that everyone should try to visit in their life, the Okanagan. My mom lives in a town called Peachland. Yes, if you're wondering, peaches do grow there. It was lovely. My husband and I got time alone, which is very rare for us. Uh, We had a lunch date at a winery. That really filled up my cup, (laughs) literally and figuratively. The wine was delicious. (laughs) So some time with my mom and her partner, some time alone with my partner, that all helped me feel aligned again. Then my family went camping with two other families. All three couples have two kids, all boys. So that was fun and busy and spending time with my family and friends was just what I needed to feel in alignment and ready to go. This episode is about the people in your life, being with people who are energetically aligned and calling in more of those people. Having felt a bit uninspired, it was quality time with the people in my life that got me out of the small slump. Interestingly, in the first ever episode of Monthly Energies for June, I did mention that the energy would be more about co-creation, and boy did I ever experience that. Thank you, by the way, for the messages about that Energies episode to people who listened. It did feel a bit scary for me to put that one out there, and hearing some of the listeners 
stories about how it resonated. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing those tidbits and stories about how that episode spoke to you. There'll be more of those energy episodes to come for sure. Perhaps not monthly because I like spontaneity. Life already has so many commitments and having my son in Sagittarius, I don't love being told what to do and when to do it. (laughs) Even if it's myself doing the telling, (laughs) I have to want to do it and it has to come from an authentic place. That said, uh, we are well into July, but here is a little bit about July that, that came to me. Purple immediately came to mind, the crown chakra being purple. This month is about spiritual expansion. The veil feels particularly thin this month. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, you might consider that one of the reasons. Um, Watch for your signs from loved ones and spirit, especially signs that involve air, like feathers, bubbles, birds, scents, wind chimes, things like that. The shadow side of this month would be overt materialism or spiritual crises. If you notice people going through that, know that they're subject of collective energy right now and it's an indicator they have some inner work to do. Send them love. Send them purple light. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about calling in your tribe. Humans are innately tribal. Tribal is kind of a buzzword lately that could have a lot of meanings. We could also use a word community. Everyone needs community. Here is a quote from an American researcher and author, Frances Moore Lepp. She has written a ton of books and I really like her take. She says, quote, community, meaning for me, nurturing human connection is our survival We humans wither outside of community. It isn't a luxury, a nice thing. Community is essential to our well-being. End quote. I couldn't agree more. And isn't it true that the people in our lives can help us out of a spiritual slump? Or they can exacerbate feelings of a spiritual slump. There are times, of course, when we need to let people go. We can get into toxic relationships that we need to break free from. We can definitely feel a weight on us from poor relationships. But I'm going to focus on calling people in today rather than letting toxic relationships go. And sometimes new people coming into our lives is actually the catalyst we need to have not-so-good relationships naturally fall away. An example of that would be a romantic relationship ends but... You two still talk and it's kind of in this limbo land. And even though you knew you weren't good together, you consider maybe getting back together. Then boom, you meet somebody else and fall in love and that previous relationship naturally falls away, right? Sometimes relationships that no longer serve us fall away easily like that. And that's all it takes is following the breadcrumbs. But I digress. I'll focus today on new relationships and how to find your tribe. The word tribe is used quite a lot these days, and I'll use it along with community, group, family, etc., all meaning the same thing. We come into this life with a plan, and we're destined to meet certain people. It's written in the soul contract. As far as those soul contracts go, we are going to meet certain people. And the timing of that is set in stone. It's written. 
like being born into a family. We can't control the timing of that. It just is. And other people that may be in your contract, people you are destined to meet, may not have a specific time. Meaning you can call them in. You can choose the timeline. I've watched it happen in my own life. From an evolutionary standpoint, humans are meant to live in tribes for many reasons. The main one being actual life and death, survival. Humans aren't meant to be alone. And by the way, feeling lonely is now recognized in health sciences as being a silent killer and as being physically harmful, considered by some experts as being more harmful than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. But without getting bogged down in the harmful effects of loneliness, I did find a quote that lends itself well to this podcast. John Cacioppo, the director of the Center for Cognitive and Social Neurosciences at the University of Chicago, was quoted in an article in Quanta magazine. He said, Loneliness persists because it provides an essential evolutionary benefit for social animals. Like thirst, hunger, or pain, loneliness is an adverse state that animals seek to resolve, improving their long-term survival. So, we need humans, both practically and spiritually speaking. Loneliness is an indicator that we need to, what I'll say in woo-woo terms, call in your tribe. There are times when people on a spiritual path who are awakening to higher levels of consciousness can feel lonely. It can feel isolating, especially when suddenly you feel as if you don't have as much as you'd like in common with the people in your life anymore. That's a way that you can tell it's time for change. Here's a few stories from my own life. Just shy of five years ago, my family and I moved to a new city. Most of the people in my life lived at least an hour drive away. With the exception of my husband and two kids, I didn't see many other people often. I was with my two sons constantly, and they were very young. I started to feel lonely and isolated. It was also during this time that I was really experiencing a deep reawakening spiritually. I started an actual spiritual practice. I meditated, I prayed, I used my divination tools like oracle cards. I started journaling and reading more spiritual books. And because I was feeling lonely, I did what I could to make myself feel good. I realized that people are always evolving and changing. And I really got to know myself. I started gardening and growing my house plant collection. <laughs> I'm not the crazy cat lady. I'm the crazy house plant lady. <laughs> Though I was a bit lonely, I was doing my best to follow the breadcrumbs and start following my passions. I kind of threw myself into gardening and painting and things that I could do that made me feel good. Shortly after moving to this new town, I started going to a little program for preschool-aged children. I came across all kinds of new people, none of whom I really clicked with per se. Then one winter morning, it was really snowy, and the only two people to show up were me and another parent, a stay-at-home dad named Scott. As our kids played, we started talking about plants and gardening and how much we were looking forward to spring because we could start to grow outside again. And 
I knew we were supposed to meet. It's just one of those things I just knew. Now he and his wife and kids are dear friends of me and my family. We hang out together fairly often. Our kids go to school together and we live a block away from each other. It's awesome. To this day, over four years later, when we all get together, he and I still sit and chat about plants ad nauseum as our spouses look on and playfully roll their eyes. (laughs) Now looking back, had I not been tending to my own garden, again, speaking literally and figuratively, I wouldn't have clicked with this new potential friend. Getting to know myself better and discovering new hobbies and interests helped me to find a friend who was energetically aligned to me. And I'm pretty much convinced that had I allowed myself to only wish that I had a garden and not actually started one, not actually gotten to know my new hobbies and interests, we probably wouldn't have become friends. So, Dear listeners, ask yourself, what is that thing that you've really wanted to try? For me, it was gardening. For you, it could be learning an instrument, trying karaoke, joining a book club, trying out rock climbing or a hiking group. Whatever it is, maybe you trying it will open up doors in your life to meeting people who end up making you feel a part of a community. Maybe you meet the love of your life. Who knows? There's also... A more direct way to call people in, of course, and I have a story for that too. I ended up getting exactly what I needed from the universe and it went deeper than I even expected. So after a couple years of living here, I was craving spiritual connection with women. I had few women in my life who I could talk all things spirit. I felt like I wanted deep conversations with women who didn't look at me like I had horns growing out my head if I was too woo-woo or out there. And those who I could get deep into philosophical discussion and spirit talk with didn't live close and I'm not really a phone person at all. So the times I got to see them were limited due to distance. At that point in my life, I had my spiritual practice and started to intentionally develop my own spiritual abilities like psychic mediumship. I was also working closely with my main spirit guide on how to live an aligned life. One morning, I was telling my guide that I wanted girlfriends I can talk all things spirituality with. He said, ask and be open. So I did just that. I dropped off my sons at school that morning and sat in my car and asked for like-minded spiritual woman friends to enter my life. Immediately after I asked the universe, I received two signs. I was driving home and saw two teenage girls walking together. One looked upset. The other one was consoling her. Then they stopped walking and one gave the other a big, long, tight hug. I thought, oh, that's a sign. Then another one came the very same day. I was listening to piano music on Spotify and kind of zenning out as I cleaned my house. And this one song came on that was really beautiful. So I looked at my phone to see what it was called or to save it to a playlist. And the song was called hand in hand and the image on the screen was of two ladies walking holding hands boom (laughs) I knew my friends were on their way into my life I got those goosebumps that one gets when they resonate with a sign or two from the universe turns out it wasn't new people I was getting to meet 
Also, little did I know that the signs I received were alluding to the type of people I was about to get to know. I didn't know that at the time, but with retrospect, I see it now. So the very next week, two ladies in my spiritual development class were talking and realized they lived on the same street as each other. Nasa and Sierra, if you're listening, hi. (laughs) We were friendly with one another in class, of course, but not what I would call friends yet. Sierra does Reiki and put out a contest for a free session. I won. I got Reiki in her home studio. It was amazing. Then Nasa, who lived on the same street, saw her for Reiki that same month as well for the first time. Before we knew it, Sierra invited us both over one evening and the three of us had a great time. This is where the fun bit comes in that I didn't specifically ask for, but the signs I received alluded to it. Not only did I call in the friends who were aligned to me on philosophical ideas, we could talk about energy work, spirit, light codes, guides, mystical experience all day. But as we were bonding and becoming legit soul sisters, astrology came up. Boom. These ladies were both water signs. In astrology, the water elements are the most in touch with their emotions, generally speaking. This was the emotionality that my soul needed for growth. For so long in life, I looked at displays of emotion as a weakness. I have a lot of fire in my chart, so blunt straightforwardness is my nature. But more than that, being tough and not showing emotion or vulnerability was part of the conditioning and programming I received through my young years and also was a part of my own trauma response. Keep a stiff upper lip, move forward, light, positivity. You know, I became adept at spiritually bypassing and I will get into spiritually bypassing on another episode. It's important to talk about, but it's a whole thing I can't get into today. (laughs) So before I had met these ladies, I now call dear friends, I had done the reflection and realized that I need work around this. I need you know, to do the work in accessing emotions and being okay with vulnerability. I knew that was a key part of my spiritual growth. And here were these ladies with their raw emotion and owning it. Ladies of water. I've learned a lot from them. And I hope they've learned a lot from me as well. One of the signs that I received from the universe when I asked for friends were emotional signs. I didn't put two and two together, but the friend comforting another as she seemingly bears her soul, I took that just as a sign that, you know, woman friends were coming into my life, but it wasn't just women friends. It was emotional women friends. And that's some deep shit. (laughs) We can be shown another way of being by being close with people and letting them in. My watery woman friends have taught me a lot. And our strengths can be another person's weakness, right? Part of why connection and community is so important. Okay, I'll tell you another one about how I knew the universe had my back. As I was reflecting on this miracle of ask, believe, receive, which is exactly what happened when calling in these friendships, I realized I was actually brought another friend in this way, 
Prior to even asking the universe for spiritually minded woman friends, I had met a mom from my, my son's school. Our boys are friends and we started to get to know each other slowly over time. I can be quite careful about who I am vulnerable with, as I just said, again, partly a response from my own life experiences, but also partly it's just innately who I am. So slowly I was getting to know her. She's one of the sweetest people I've met. Her name's Ashley. And sometime after I asked the universe for friends who are interested in spirituality, I was talking to her, already having known her. I was talking to her on the playground after school one day and mentioned that I practice my psychic medium abilities. Oh, she said, I didn't know that. That's cool. And we started to become closer and she would talk to me about spiritual things or things that she experienced. Um, I did a house clearing for her, which I talk about in a previous episode. Then I found out she's a cancer, a water sign. (laughs) She cries at the drop of a hat. (laughs) Over the last few years... I talk with her in woo-woo terms, and I feel seen and heard, and it's been amazing. We learn from each other. By the way, the first friend I mentioned meeting since moving to this town, Scott, he and his wife are both cancers too. So the universe brought me people who I was aligned with and ready to accept. Not only did I have similar interests with them, I was finally at a point in my life where I could see that feeling emotion is a good thing. And even though I didn't specifically ask for wider sign friends, that is just what I got because that's who I needed in my life. The universe works its magic, guys. We just need to be open to it. So, If you are feeling off or lonely, it may be an indicator that you need to step into your power, follow the breadcrumbs, ask the universe for guidance. Like me, you might be surprised that you actually already know someone who will become part of your soul family. You can do what you can to live in alignment to what your soul wants. Try new hobbies. Get better at being vulnerable. Have faith. Miracles happen all the time and we need to be open to seeing them. Standing in your power and being the best version of yourself will attract your soul tribe. Ask the universe to bring in who you need in your life and watch the magic unfold. Maybe you'll win a trip somewhere and meet a new person. Or five. Maybe you'll feel the urge to move to a new city and there you'll meet a whole slew of people who will help you feel empowered. Who knows? Maybe you meet a soulmate who you can share your life with. The point is to remain open to what comes and follow the signs. Fill your life with people who lift you up. You deserve high quality relationships You deserve people around you who lift you up and help you become the best version of yourself. You could go from feeling mundane to magical very quickly. There's a great quote by Tony Robbins. The quality of your life is the quality of your relationships. I love it. The power is within you guys. And I'll just leave you with saying 
This podcast, Spirit Talk, is of course my way of fulfilling my incessant need to talk about spirituality, but it's more than that. It's the start of a community too, and if you want to join the page dedicated to talking spirituality and building a soul tribe, check out the Facebook group I started just for that called Spirit Talk, a soul tribe. The link is in the show notes. It's a group for you, about you. It's safe. It's a safe spot to ask questions, share stories, answer questions, all that fun stuff. Thanks again for joining me. Until we meet again, friends. Bye.